turn with me to Luke chapter 4. We're going to start at verse 1. It's amazing how, you know, the Lord works and, and how that Brother Bates, was, he was already in some of my stuff today. And, uh, but you know what? <laughs> That's just how good God is. As we weren't sending emails back and forth, what are you going to preach on today? What are you going to do today? We, we weren't teaming up to say, well, let's give them this. No, God was saying, they're not going to know this, but I'm going to give them a word. And somebody's going to get, somebody's going to get something today. If you didn't hear it the first time, you're going to hear it again. You're going to hear some things that Brother Bates already said, but you're going to hear it again. You know why? Because God is trying to send you a message. And sometimes he's got to do it two or three times so the word will get through. Amen. I'm glad that he's persistent and doesn't give up on, on hard-headedness, stubbornness. He said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw mercy at them tomorrow, and hopefully they'll get it tomorrow. Hopefully they'll come to themselves tomorrow. Amen. Verse 1. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. Everybody say, have mercy, Lord. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. (laughs) And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written... Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Y- y'all may be seated. We're going to continue to read. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And he brought him to Jerusalem and sent him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said unto him, It it is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptations, he departed from him for a season. And today, I want to preach on this subject, hell's greatest weapon. Hell's greatest weapon. If you allow me for a few moments, I just want to kind of do a little interactive session here. Where are all my parents in the house tonight, today, this afternoon, this hot afternoon? Okay, raise your hand. Hi. Okay, we got a lot. We got a lot of parents in here. Okay. Uh, everyone else for a few moments, your babies. Maybe this will make sense in a few moments, but your babies. 
So, with that being said, parenting is hard, right? I, I don't think I got through there. Parenting is hard, right? <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, always have the right answer or solution to make your baby stop crying. Sister, we, we feel you. <laughs> and you know what? It'll get better. But you don't have the answers, right? None of us have the answers for why it's going on. You know, when you leave the hospital, they never chase you out into the parking lot and say, wait, 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 you're going to need this. This is your uh, how-to parent manual. Oh, wait a minute, I left that on the counter. There's a topical index in the front with images to match up with how your baby's behaving. All you got to do is look at it, you know, red, uh, open mouth, face. Uh, okay, this is mad. Okay, we got that figured out. So they say, here it is. You'll thank me later. Nope. Mother, you carry the child until he or she decides that they're ready to start their journey, till they're re- when they're ready to start and take their own breath for the first time. And uh, fathers, you, you help in other ways. But, the, uh, you know, the whole time there's this excitement building. Uh, every ultrasound checkup, uh, every time the baby kicks or moves, you get to a place uh, where, where you're just excited about what's going on. And, and it's, you know, the mother, you know, I can't say that I know from experience, but... The mother feels this change in her body until, the, until that baby comes out. And even afterwards, there's still a process. But you get so excited over all the little kicks and the little, uh, and, and you see the movement in the belly, and you're just like, what are they doing? So the whole time, there's this excitement, but, but, but you're saying, uh, I just want to lay my eyes on them. I just want to see them. I can't wait to see them. Can't wait to see what they look like. Are they going to look like you? Are they going to look like me? Are they going to look like both of us? Or look like somebody else? Are they going to look like themselves? Mom goes into labor, and dad is the one hyperventilating. And at the moment of birth, dad faints. Not me. This is just a typical, a typical thing. I was awake and alert both times. But we're not going to go there because, you know, she she had the <laughs> she had the the brunt of it. Okay, so we'll move on. So now there's a baby. A few days later, you go home and you look at each other and say, "What now? All this time we've waited, and now we've got this baby. What do we do?" Where's that manual at? Where'd you put it at? Because I, I need to find out what's next. And, uh, but you're in awe for a while. And, uh, but for the next several years, we find out what now means. Diapers. Food. Comfort. Diapers. Food. Comfort. No sleep, comfort, diapers, 
food, sleep diapers, comfort food. <laughs> it, it seems like the cycle never ends. Now, uh, all you perfect parents, go ahead and close your ears now, because this doesn't apply to you, okay? Over the next several years, there is great joy and great frustration. Parents agree? <laughs> Babies, you'll find out later. And the frustration you uh, uncover uh, areas of your own life you didn't know were in there. Can I say? Can I? Can a parent say amen? I can say amen to that. The first twenty years of life, some more, some less, we spend meeting the needs and wants of me babies and me teens. I I I, me 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 need want, me need me want. Parents, you soon realize the same thing as uncovered in your life. You, you see, uh, let's face it, we all have selfish moments and self-centered, self-willed temptations. They just never seem to go away because as long as we are in this body, that can be corrupted. We have a war inside, and the choices I make in the face of temptation will determine victory or defeat. What is hell's greatest weapon, we might ask? We know the church is destined for victory. We know that hell cannot stop the church. We, on the other hand, have a choice where we will place our allegiance. It's, it's firmly placed into our hands. And what we do with our life is on us. We can't blame any, anybody else for our actions, for our choices, at some point, we have to own up to what we do and face the consequences of the seed that we sown, regardless of what it was. It's my choice. It was my decision to do that. What is hell's greatest weapon? Can I submit to you today that hell's greatest weapon is your will? Your will is hell's greatest weapon. I want you to think about that for a moment. It's not the forces of dark, that darkness that come against you and, 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 and do things in, or, or that uh, appear to do things in your life that cause frustration and chaos. It, it is your will that is hell's greatest weapon. And hopefully by the end of this, I'll make a little bit more sense because I know some of you are looking at, looking at me like a goat looks at a new gate. I had to borrow that from, from somebody there. <laughs> Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to face the devil, to reverse the curse that was caused by Adam and Eve. Jesus would have to face the same temptation and make the choice they should have. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. 
For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. The serpent, what he did in the garden at that moment was he appealed to the will of man and prevailed. He prevailed in the garden. But it wasn't, it wasn't because of who he is. In the garden, man traded dominion for oppression. So now the last Adam would have to face the same temptation and make the choice they should have made uh, to give man dominion again. This is going to be the great showdown. You know, surely this was going to be the toughest fight that Jesus would ever have to face, right? The one who would cause Adam and Eve to rebel and disobey God. And the world would feel the sting of death from this formidable foe. Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And when he finally stepped into the ring, it sure looked as though uh, Jesus was a little outmatched. The devil gave Jesus all he had and missed all three times. He could not appeal to Jesus' flesh because, let's face it, he he couldn't uh, uh, appeal to his will. Why? Because that is what fasting does. It silences the voice of self. It's it's something that we've covered quite a bit here this year. And and, and I think that sometimes we get wrapped up in life and, and we lose our focus and we lose our grip and we forget that fasting does more for us than we realize it. And fasting will keep us plugged in to what God is doing in this hour and it'll keep the voice of self silence. That's why Jesus, when he stepped into the wilderness, he had fasted 40 days and 40. He was ready to meet his match. Jesus resisted Satan and defeated him with, it is written. All three times, not bread alone, every word of God, worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Satan didn't use a new strategy. It's it's the same old one he always uses. He wasn't the great weapon that forced Adam and Eve out of paradise. He was the subtle servant that persuaded them to follow after their own lust, to follow after their own will. And in that moment, all they could think about was self. Hell's greatest weapon is not what comes against us, but what appeals to what is already working inside of us, and that is our own will. If he can get us uh, distracted and focused on right now, on trouble, on chaos in our life, he can get us to make a decision based on what we want and not what God wants to do. You know why? Because every time that we walk in our own will, we're going to make the wrong decision. And he knows that. He knows that if he can get us away from spiritual things, that we'll walk after our own will. 
We'll choose based on what we want and not what God wants. But I'm here to say that's why we show up and pray. That's why we fast. Because I want to do what God wants me to do, not what I want to do. I already know the way that I will take if I'm behind the wheel. Hell's greatest weapon is your will. I want you to get that. Get that into your spirit. There's no, the devil made me do it. No, I chose to do it. I felt, I, I went after my own lust. We all have our own will. Come on. Let's face it. We all have things in our life that we want to do. And often that trumps everything, right? Listen, it's okay, it's okay to, to want to do things and, and to get excited about doing things. But our will will lead us down a road we do not want to go down. You know, when we were babies, there was a will. As a child, a teen, in adulthood, there's still a will. Jesus was 100% God and 100% man. And as a man, Jesus had a will. Do you realize in the garden, the Spirit of God inside the, the man Christ Jesus could have silenced all of hell's efforts with just a word? But he humbled himself, and he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Matthew chapter 26 and verse 37, and he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and saith unto Peter, What, could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again and prayed a third time, saying the same words. What was Jesus wrestling with in the garden? Not what I will, but thou will. Jesus showed us what it looks like to surrender self-will 
And as long as you are willing to surrender, Satan's appeals won't bother you. But if it's your will and the focus is self, there will be a fall in your life because it has already happened with him. Self-exaltation will always result in a fall. Isaiah 14, verse 12 How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. In Ezekiel 28, he said, Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. That's what happens when it's all about me. When it's all about my will, I'm focused on myself. You get on social media, on Instagram, and you, and you desire the praise of your fellow friends on, on Facebook and Instagram uh, to build you up, to build up your self-esteem. But you're looking in the wrong places because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I look like on the outside. It's all about what's going on on the inside. I could be, I could be ugly on the inside and nothing that I do on the outside will ever change it if I get the inside right. Then it doesn't matter because the outside will follow what's going on on the inside. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna find my self-worth from a, a praise and an uplifting word that will build me up because it's not about me. The focus is not about me. I'm trying to lose myself. Satan fell because of pride, because of self-worship. And if he can convince you to engage in self-worship, you will fail. You will fall. You will follow just like he did. If he can keep you locked in on yourself, keep you focused on yourself and your problems and your disasters and the troubles that come your way, if he can keep you locked in on yourself, he will destroy your life. He won't destroy your life. Psalm 119 and 95. The wicked have waited for me. Come on, the wicked aren't destroying you. The wicked can't destroy you. You destroy yourself by your choices, by following after your will and not God's will. That's why hell's greatest weapon is your will because he knows if he can get you locked in and that you're going to destroy yourself. He doesn't have to do anything. You'll do it all for him. If I chase my own will, I will destroy myself. And that's why Jesus said in Luke 9 and 23, before the cross, before following me, one must lose sight of one's interest and forget self. The very first requirement to following Jesus is the denying of self. Uh, you got to lose yourself to find your life. you got to lose your life to find the life that he will give you. That's the only way to follow Jesus is if your will is out of the equation. 
This is a word that we need in this hour because this hour is so full of self-worship. Let me tell you, it's creeping into the churches. People are getting up and they're performing and there's no anointing because it's all self. It's all self-worship. God never meant for the anointing to be placed on somebody for self-worship. I close with this. In the garden, what was transmitted from Satan to Adam and Eve was an appeal for self-exaltation. Come on, if you do this, you're going to be just like God. It's going to open up your understanding, and there's not going to be anything hid from you. And Eve, she saw that it was pleasing to her sight. It was pleasing for her will. Ah, okay, I want that. I know God said, ah, I don't even remember what God said, but I know that that's pleasing to my will. I know that's pleasing to my flesh. I'm just going to take it. And Adam was no better because he took what she had, uh, uh, she gave it to him. What was he doing? Hiding behind her like, what's she going to do? You do it first. Oh, you're still alive? Okay, let me have some. When you disobey God, you place your will above His. You say, mine's more important than you, God. I'm not going to seek you today because I've got other things that I've got to deal with right now. We're all guilty of this, of of time management, of squandering our time, squandering our days. Wake up in the morning and get distracted by every little thing that hell decides to bring your way and you say, okay, I'm going to go with it. Instead of saying, no, no, no. Hell, you're not going to get me again. I've got mercy today. You might have got me yesterday, but today I choose you, God. I choose your will, not my will. Jesus was also presented with this temptation to appeal to the will of man, but what we read and see is how Jesus surrendered to the will of God. It was the man Christ Jesus who surrendered. For the will of God to be fulfilled, your will must be silenced. Your will must be denied. Your will must be refused. Jesus said, not my will, but thy will. Listen, we can come to church all we want, And shout and praise until we sweat through our clothes. But if we are not pursuing his will, we're pursuing our own will. If we're not chasing after him, we're chasing after what pleases me. What pleases my life. And you'll just go wherever there's, you'll just go wherever there's a word being preached that doesn't offend you. You'll be looking for a way out of the door and say, I hope the next preacher doesn't do the same thing that this preacher's doing. I'll tell you, any man of God that stands behind the pulpit and preaches from from the infallible word of God and and declares that you don't have to change your life, he's lying and he's deceiving and he's leading you. He's being led by another spirit. He's being led by another force, but it's not God. It's not his power. It's not his spirit. He's preaching another gospel. Any man that says that you don't have to deny yourself is lying. 2 Timothy, 
chapter 3 and verse 1. We're all familiar with this scripture. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. They're here. Whether you believe it or not, perilous times are here. Because now we've got, we've got the definition of what perilous times is. For men shall be lovers of their own self. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Listen, the agenda that's being spread across this country, is it not everything that this scripture is talking about? Covetous, boast, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. The generation that we're living in is all about self. It's all about chasing what pleases myself. I love myself more than I love God and I love his will. Sister Pearson, if you'll come. The greatest battle we have is surrendering our will. I'm going to pause there for a moment so you guys get this. The greatest battle that we have personally is surrendering our will. Because a surrendered will is saying, I'm going to remove my hands. Not, not trying to hold on on different angles. No, I'm going, to, I'm going to refuse. I'm going to refuse myself from trying to grab a hold of my own situation. And I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to trust God. And I'm going to do what I've always done. And I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I'm going to stand on God's word. And I'm just going to let him do it. I'm going to surrender. I'm taking my hands off of it. I'm surrendering my will. Can, can you say that that's what you've done your whole life since you've been living for the Lord? Is that you've had both your hands behind your back? Or have you got a little distracted and instinct pops in and you just grab it? going to do it that's why we die daily that's why the cross is a daily thing it's because the first step is I've got to deny myself before I can carry my cross every day I've got to deny myself first not my will but thy will I'm not here struggling with how long I'm going to carry the cross I'm doing it daily I've got to do it daily and that means I've got to deny myself every single day the greatest battle we have is surrendering our will. Jesus defeated, uh, defeated Satan three times. We read it in the scripture. There was no sweat. There was no work. There was no effort. It, was, it is written. All he, did was, all he did was stand on the word of God. It is written. It is written. Jesus prayed three times that the cup would pass. It took three trips in the garden to surrender his will. The greatest battle that Jesus had was his will in the garden. Let this cup pass from me. Sweating, sorrowful, uh, heavy. Let this cup pass. No, not, not my will, but thy 
will, not my will, but thy will. Not my will, but thy will. You know what? If Jesus had to do it three times, then we can't just do it one time and expect that our will is going to be silenced. we got to go through it every day. Not my will, but thy will be done. Not my will, but thy will be done. I'm going to wake up on Monday morning. Not my will, but thy will be done. I'm going to walk through the day. Not my will, but thy will be done. I'm going to face each day. Not my will, but thy will be done. face temptation and say not my will but thy will be done there's power on the way listen I saved I saved the best verse for last it says in verse uh, Luke chapter 4 verse 14 and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit You see, what happens is the will of man will always try to bypass pain and suffering. Self-will always tries to look for another way around the cross. When you face temptation, you say, not my will, but thy will be done. There's power on the way. There's power on after Jesus defeated Satan in the wilderness. The Bible says that he returned in the power of the Spirit. The revival that we know is here, it's going to cost it's going to cost you your will. But we know that if we surrender our will, His will will be done. And our services will be filled with signs, wonders, and miracles because that is His will. That's what God desires to do. Let's all stand. why the wilderness is there and it seems like that people just live in the wilderness does that sound familiar because the wilderness strips you from yourself and the only way to walk in the spirit with power and authority is for self to be stripped from your life Because as long as I'm in the equation, as long as my will's in the equation, God doesn't trust you to carry it. He doesn't trust you with the power. Now that doesn't mean that somebody can be out of the way and God would give them the, the anointing and the power and then they choose the wrong thing. It doesn't, it doesn't guarantee that they're going to walk the way they should walk. But it, it doesn't matter. It, the, the principle is, is that if I get out of the way, power is on the way and that's the only way that we're going to have time and be a part of it is if the power is on the way listen I gave you everything I had there's nothing more that I can do now it's you you have to choose you have to choose today What do you want? Do you want to struggle with the same things? And never find deliverance? Never find strength? Never find peace? Because you're not willing to surrender your life? 
not willing to say, not my will, but thy will be done. Listen, God would change our perspective if we surrendered our will. This altar's open.